go. Go. We did it. Oh my Good god, enough. we did it. That was the best we've ever done, dude. Oh my god, Ooh, we're off to a great we start. Okay. Third time's I the feel charm, like my baby. My microphone is too loud. We're gonna move it backwards. I'm sitting. I can a adjust back. it in post. Doesn't yeah. matter. It, okay. <laughs> that's what we're relying on. Uh, the snowball works best if you kind of shove your face into it. Just right. If I just come up over here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Great. So my I name is Rich. You could find me at YouTube.com/slash/RichWrites. Oh, I'm um, Frankie. You can find me pretty much anywhere at FBD45. I'm Jake. I have a plug, but I'm not going to use it because it would be less funny if I did. So. Aww. <laughs> you don't want to plug your Twitch anymore? Or now? <laughs> no. Yeah, he got banned. Yeah. <laughs> I already got banned. No. Yeah, yeah, for soliciting children. Mama. It'll be... Uh, yeah, I'll be banned soon. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. By the Anyways, time this um, is posted... <laughs> Um, I want to point out after rewatching our last podcast, I think there were two hilarious things that I noticed. The first one was how like Frankie started the podcast doing great, and then by the end of it, he was just plastered. Yep. And he, <laughs> so he starts off like, "Hi, I am FBD forty five and then he, he ends it with like, <laughs> "I just end screaming." <laughs> <laughs> So just start the first five minutes and then just click to the last ten minutes. And oh, that's I did, literally did that today to show my friend about this. Yeah, good. The the oh, and then the uh, the oh fuck, Jake, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that um, this podcast is mainly just uh, halfway through. Frankie and I just get so drunk that we're slurring all of our words, and then Richard's still trying to hold it together and keep a cohesive and conversation just, going. <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay. It works. <laughs> uh, it does work. It's a good. It's a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I noticed was Frankie. You and I just cut Jake off constantly. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and and it got worse the drunker you got. So so this podcast, our challenge is we can't interrupt Jake when he's talking. I mean, or each other, preferably. You yeah, know, yeah, let's preferably. not. Oh, my God. <laughs> we did it already. <laughs> Every time anybody is interrupted, you take a drink. Mic, so I'm moving it back. <laughs> yeah, if you interrupt someone else, you got a drink. <laughs> Sorry, oh, no. Frankie. Them's the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> Should I get, like, multiple white claws at the ready and let you two talk for a second? Uh... <laughs> That's what I have ready. I mean, I was gonna you go didn't grab get a it ready before I we have started. One. I have three drinks ready, and one I'm of them is the size of my head. So, BRB. oh my god. Okay. Well, anyways. Anyways, <laughs> while Frankie's gone, I discovered uh, cucumber lime seltzer and I'm with back plain with vodka. Five. And Frankie cuts me off as he gets back. That's Whoop, off a to drink. a great start. <laughs> anyways, we all watched the. Um, we all watched two different The Thing ver- movies, so we watched the terrible old version, and then we watched the great new version. Oh my god, so amazing. It had a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, we, we watched uh, the 1982 version of The Thing, and then we watched the 2011 version of The Thing, and we're going to talk about it, um, because this was Jake's request. Yeah. Um, yeah, he <laughs> changed it, because we were taking too long once again. Uh, yeah, you Cause, know... Cause, <laughs> The uh, the original um, idea was to watch the Jaws 
uh, basically trilogy because there's, there shouldn't be any more movies after the third one and the third one shouldn't exist in the first place. But um, after watching the first one, it really wasn't... I mean, the third one's just so just bad, but there's not really much to talk about, I guess. It's more interesting talking about the second one. But either way, we could lead the practical effects conversation of that movie kind of into the thing, too, because the thing obviously is uh, made by its amazing practical effects. Uh, the first one, uh, sorry, the remake. Um, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously, the, the remake's <laughs> oh, yes. incredible practical effects. What a masterpiece. <laughs> that probably two. <laughs> so that's how we arrived onto The Thing 1982 and The Thing 2011, and here we are. I think we should start with the 1982 version, get all of our thoughts out yes. on that. It's and then it, I love it. It's, I, it's, I really it's love amazing. it. It's amazing. It's great. It's Let like me, uh, there's so much to love, and it's like I'm trying to – where do we even begin? It's like – oh, my God. Um, part of me wants to so, begin with the end. Like, oh, my God. We can't begin with the end. I know, but it's just so good. That was like the first thing I watched because, like I I said earlier, I didn't watch it because I've seen it a lot. So I just watched some like plot dissections. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I rewatched it last night. And I noticed so many more things the second time watching it. Um, Mm -hmm. Mostly because I wasn't in a room full of drunk people, but... um, Frankie. <laughs> Before comedy, um, I, I think, like, what I love so much about it is how the, the characters all do different things. Like, they're all very distinct. They all have their own jobs, and they all add something unique to the group. And to have this situation where they're in this isolated setting and then throw in this monster into the mix and seeing how all these people who are so not prepared for it react, it's genuinely terrifying and really engaging. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Here's what I'm going to ask. Are we going to compare them side by side or are we going to do like Spider-Man? Because I feel like we should compare them side by side at that point. I, I think I'd like to talk about the original first, and then when we get into the thing 2011, we can, we can yeah them. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. we could do that. Yeah, it's uh. But yeah, it's just everyone has yeah everyone has a role in it. Like it's not just hi we're a bunch of people in a room and oh my god there's an alien. So the 2011 version. So we are doing comparisons now. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do it, but no, it, it, felt, it felt like there's a, a, a challenge. <laughs> Here's a challenge. We don't mention the 2011 yeah, version that's until the, we finish this one. Like we that's did the not next drinking game. Spider-Man three at all until we got there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I we can't. We can't I kept focus on the to bully kid. The conversation back to like Spider-Man one, and you were just like, "But Spider-Man three. <laughs> it's hard not to talk about. Very loud. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hard not to reflect on the. Uh, the one that's easier to poke fun at. It's uh, yeah. But yeah, for the the original, it's definitely a lot of the experience comes from um, the isolation, that feeling of being like, all right, if I was in this situation, I don't know what I would do. It's just, it's unbelievably terrifying and unpredictable. And the the thing that I'm not going to mention the other version. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I was about to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, 
the thing that this movie does so well is how it constantly has you on your feet thinking of who is the thing because you really don't know for the first large portion of the movie and you really don't know for I think maybe 75% of the movie who is the thing currently and it selectively shows itself at certain points where it feels like it can take advantage of the situation Uh, and I think that's a very artistically well done Mm. on the the side of the horror aspect of this. Yeah, it's like constantly not knowing who the thing is and never knowing who you can trust out of our characters just makes it so scary because it's like if you and your friends, you don't know which one is the fake, then what do you do? Because obviously it's insulting to have someone accuse you of being the thing if you know you're not the thing. But... You know, it was just uh, imagining me and my friend group like that. It's like s- terrifying. And on top of that, I love that the fact that the creature is very intelligent. Like it doesn't just come out whenever it wants to. It only comes out when the humans force it to. Like if they're about to discover who the thing is or if they already discovered who the thing is or if it's threat. That's the only time it yeah, c- comes out. Not mm-hmm. when it's anxious. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention anything, but you know, we're not like mentioning your, anything. No, 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 no. We're staying on but track. Yeah, it's not like some other movie. <laughs> not, oh my god! But no, it's it's just the way it's shot too. It's just everything is amplified. Beautiful. Like those, it just those tiny, tiny hallways that are running through, and it's just yeah, like beautiful shots of like. And, I don't even... Were they in Antarctica, actually? Like, I don't know. I didn't do that. Much I think so. Like, it's gorgeous. It's like you're... It yeah. just feels so isolated no matter where they are. If they're in a room filled with people, it still feels isolated. Yeah, like, I love the cinematography. I noticed that. Like, they're, all the exterior shots of this snowy tundra and the mountains just really sell how isolated they are here and they make these little tight corridors shadowy and you don't know what's around the corner. It's just, there's a lot of clever camera work and it's just a really clever movie. It's like every single second you could tell that they put a lot of effort into the way things looked and felt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a, I believe John Carpenter has said that this is a movie he's the most proud of, but also this is the movie that I think probably of his that bombed the worst critically and at the box office. <laughs> what? Um, I have. Yeah, critics hated it. I have two quotes uh, that I pulled from reviews for this movie um, that at the time uh, in 1982, the summer of 1982, when this came out, these were um, one was from the Chicago Times or something. And one was from the New York Times. I'm so sorry. the first one from the Chicago Times is. The Thing is basically just a geek show, a gross-out movie in which teenagers can dare each other to watch the screen. Uh, my other quote is from the New York Times, and this is taken directly from the article, instant trash overproduced garbage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whoa. I mean... That's the 1980s no. version of a YouTube comment that says you're gay. <laughs> Instant That's it. Trash. Instant trash. They didn't Instant even care. Trash. Just they're just throwing that out there. So it's it's really hard to be like, wow, I can't even see what perspective these people had of the movie at the time because we have such a 
I mean, a lot of people now have such a great appreciation for what it did, and especially with, obviously, practical effects and how it kind of came together. It had a pretty big budget, too, for the time, which was, like, $15 million, which was big for 1982. Yeah, Jesus. I don't know how they got the budget for that, but they... uh, you they do, definitely everyone used does it. know that this is also a remake, right? Like, yeah, yeah. A, well, yeah, it's probably the greatest remake ever made. Yeah, yeah. It does a lot different from the original, or at least I hear and never saw the original. I've yeah, seen clips the of the original. Is really bad. You know what else got terrible reviews at the time? Two thousand one, a Space Odyssey. That yes, really? yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was another movie that got pretty, pretty awful, <laughs> just ravaging of critics across the board. And uh, it also got, um, it also did terrible at the box office. Same with uh, Fight Club. Huh. Hmm. And these are movies that we now recognize as like some of the greatest movies ever made. And it just goes to show you that if you're patient, not everything is a failure. No, <laughs> yeah. Every every movie has its ways and its perks, just like one we'll talk about later. Yeah, um, I also would like to mention that. Uh, so this movie came out in the same summer as Blade Runner did and as E.T. did. And so people, families went to go see this cute little alien movie, <laughs> E.T. Oh, and no. then two weeks later, this horrible monster freak out, <laughs> gross out oh, alien no. movie comes out. Oh, no. And it gets destroyed at the box office. So oh, no. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I know that's like a theory that kind of floated around as to why it bombed so badly at the time. But <laughs> it's, oh, no. yeah. it's unfortunate. It's really bad timing. I feel like that's happened that recently really bad timing. or something. I can't remember what movies, though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just unfortunate. It's definitely playing to different audiences, obviously, but it's like... At that time, I guess, maybe if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to go see some alien movie. I don't know if there's two alien movies that close together and they're just so drastically different in tone. Maybe it's just really shocking to people. Yeah, yeah. No one likes (laughs) to see I want to go home. Oh, look, my spaceship (laughs) to. Imagine taking your five-year-old to see E.T. and then two weeks later taking them to the thing thinking it's like the same thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, well, it's got aliens in it. It should be nice. I mean, Yeah, you know, we just saw that one. He's got the little, the little short guy. He was so cute. He was in the I'm closet. It was adorable. <laughs> he had a wig on. <laughs> and then some guy tries to use a defibrillator on a body and he gets his arms eaten off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> When yeah. I was a kid, I loved E.T., but whenever they showed, like, the, like, kid having medical problems and E.T. having medical problems, that freaked me out so much. <laughs> oh, my God. I have the, uh, my similar thing as Cinderella. I gave it back to my mother because I said they were mean to her. <laughs> That's wow. kind of the point. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I was a child. That's Understandable. Yeah. We're getting a little sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> okay, back on. The thing. Oh, I would like to mention about the defibrillator scene as well. This was a, um, a nice little, little Easter egg or, I guess, tidbit that I found. Um, so when uh, in the famous defibrillator scene, which is one of the other really, really good jump scares of this movie, besides the blood test scene, um, which oh, we can talk perfect. about later, um, uh, when he tries to defibrillate the guy on the table, I forget the name of the character, but uh, he gets his arms chopped off by a giant mouth that opens up in the center of his stomach because he's one of the things. And so... 
they cast a guy after his arms are ripped off. There's a shot of him like flailing around with his bloody stumps. So what they did for that was they cast a guy with no arms and put a mask that looked like the actor on his face. So oh. if you like slow it down and zoom in, you could see it's kind of like a rubbery mask that he has on his face. And they just cast a guy with no arms for that one shot, which is oh, just such incredible. a great little detail. It's that's, like amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, who would do that these days? Like who would just go out of their way so far to do that little thing that they could just I like there's so many workarounds for that, but nope, we gotta cast just some CG guy with over no his arm. arm. Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> Can we find yeah. the that's man incredible? With no arms? <laughs> I think this is a great time to mention how much we can gush over the practical effects because these are some mm. of the best to this day practical effects ever to be put into a movie. Oh yep. my god, maybe the best ever in any maybe, movie, yeah. I mean, really James Cameron is. did build the whole ship. <laughs> I would put this above uh, Jaws in terms of practical effects. Mm. Yeah, I would too. I think the the care, because each shot of like um, one of the scenes where like the thing would come out where it's either in the dog pen or when um, the guy gets his arms eaten off. Uh, and the head like falls off the table and then grows spider legs and then oh throws its tongue out and leaps onto something like each shot is a new practical effect. And it just goes on for so long in each scene with these tentacles whipping out of the body and all of these different things. And it's like that must have taken so much time and coordination. It's insane. And it never got lazy. Like, they were never lazy with it a nope. single yeah, time. It was never like, oh, look, here's that thing, the same looking thing again, rah, rah, rah. It was always just these beautiful monsters uh, that they had to make grow in different ways. Yeah. And, like, I think the coolest one for me is the first time you see, like, the dog transform into the thing mm-hmm. and how you see those, like, red tentacles coming in erupting out of the fur and the dog going into the thing version. I still, to this day, cannot fathom how they did that, and I really don't want to look it up because I think it'll ruin it. (laughs) I still think my favorite moment of the practical effects is when they uh, give him the defibrillator and all the little tentacles just like spewing out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. It's like just, it's beautiful. It's like you see each piece just swaying in like the wind almost. Beautiful. It's uh, for the dog scene. There were two things that I picked up on that I didn't notice before. Uh, Actually, three. The first one is that when initially opens up its mouth and it's like that flower petal kind of like it. When it like loses its head, basically, like it opens up to the dog's skull of the first like thing dog, and the head, the skull of the dog falls off and i don't know if that was intentional or not but it looks so cool because it's just like okay i've used this part of the animal i'm just gonna drop this part of it the skull falls out it's great um and then there was this weird thing where it was like shooting i guess they probably used like a hose or something but it looks like it was shooting this like white liquid at the poor dog in the corner of the the kennel and it's just spewing this gross disgusting stuff out and it's like they just kept adding things on and on and on. And then when it reaches its full form at like the last part of the kennel scene, it opens up again into like this flower petal thing with all these teeth lining the, the edges of each petal. And then I realized each petal is a dog's tongue. It's so gross and disgusting oh, and unnecessary, but it's so like cool. amazing. It, yeah, it's one of 
I look, I, while we were talking, I looked up who did the effects. It's the same guy who did the effects for, like, RoboCop and mm-hmm. some stuff for Star Wars. Like, yeah. It's just those, it's those attention-to-detail practical effects. I thought it was be by the guys who did um, the Jurassic Park dinosaur stuff, like them. But no. One of the guys who did work on Jurassic Park actually came in later um, to help the first guy who was, he was 23 when he did the practical effects for this movie, the main guy. He was 23? He was 23. He was our age. (laughs) He was basically our age, and he did the practical effects for this movie. So it's not like he had years in the industry. He may have done the practical effects for this movie, but I made a sandcastle no. this summer and that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That's cool. You made a sandcastle yeah. at 21. Listen, that's pretty cool. Is it, it? was pretty cool. <laughs> Good job. Frankie and I took a drink at the same time. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, there's a silence. What happened? We're drinking. <laughs> you know how when one person yawns and another person yawns, it's the same for drinking. Yeah, me and Rich have this weird drinking connection. Only us. <laughs> no matter how far away we are. <laughs> um, I think that another element of this movie that I love was how distrustful all the characters became of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, there was that one part where they all thought that McCready was the thing, mm-hmm. and they're fully ready to flame him. And McCready can tell, because McCready is a really intelligent guy, mm-hmm. and he's holding the dynamite and the flare, and he's like, if you shoot me, we're all going to die. I'll blow us all up. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's over. God, Christopher Nolan's such a hack. He stole that fucking terrible scene from The Dark Knight from this movie. <laughs> oh, no, Ranch, no. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely my, my favorite Kurt Russell performance in any movie. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. I love Kurt close. Russell. I love, I, I Kurt love Russell, him. He's so good. This is the best. Yeah, it's, he's incredible. McCready is just such a I think, great character. Yeah. I think my favorite Kurt Russell performance is either this one or The Hateful Eight. I really love him in The Hateful Eight. Speaking of which, uh, parts of the score for this movie that were not used, uh, Quentin Tarantino grabbed them for The Hateful Eight by uh, Ennio Morricone. He grabbed them and used them in a couple of the last scenes of The Hateful Eight, which I've never seen The Hateful Eight, but I just... uh, The score for this movie is just so good. It's just droning, and it just... It's never, like, invading the scene. Like, it's overwhelming, like, setting the tension, but it's just behind the tension, and it just adds on to that fear constantly and I love the score so much. I've listened to the score like just on my own time while I'm doing homework and stuff. Just it's so yeah. weird and creepy, but I love it. It's amazing. And I love how when this movie does the it uses its score perfectly because when the tension is building and we're getting to that climactic moment, the the music cuts out. Yep. And yeah, it yeah. signals yep. to you that like shit's about to go down. It's not like some other movie that we're totally not going to mention mm-hmm. where the music is just constantly playing like and never and shuts up. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's like they know when to turn the music off, which is it, it takes a lot of restraint from the creator because, you know, you want to use all the songs you have. But if it doesn't add anything, take it out. Yeah, you and paid I think for that's this. Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> you paid for it, too. Come on. Yeah, it's uh, silence is definitely probably one of the still somehow one of the most underutilized aspects of a horror movie still. I think um, Hereditary does silence incredibly. 
And yes. I like how Alien uses silence with no score. Um, like these hallmarks of horror movies just know when to use silence instead yeah. of anything. And it's perfect. You know, exactly. you know what movie actually used to silence very well? Ted. In the fight scene they have in Ted. <laughs> it's just silence. <laughs> Yeah, I think the teddy bear and Ted is probably up there with practical effects yeah. with the thing. Uh-huh. I mean, that's the, um, it was a mix of the two, but... Oh, it, like, the silent... I don't know why my mind always, like, goes to that scene with silence. Just this man fighting his teddy bear. You know what movie had a great use of silence? Cinderella. Cats. Cats. Oh, no. Oh, no. I yeah. still haven't watched it. I'm going too soon. Oop. Oh, it's a masterpiece. You you need to. Best movie of 2019. Maybe because you, you sliced your ears off after you heard the first song, so there was just silence for the rest of the movie. And it was like the yep. best part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Cats 15 times in theater form. Like. All right, well, I think we have to kick Frankie off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the It's a cooler when it's live. Uh, we have a job opening for a <laughs> podcast <laughs> Taking team a member. Third host. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on Broadway. It was so cool. <laughs> Wait, Frankie, before we fire you, can you give us the password to the Instagram? Um, yeah, it's literally just connected to my account. I don't, there's no password or username to log into. Okay. That's fine. We'll figure that out later. Anyways, this is a thing. good time to plug. Everyone should follow us on Instagram. We're the. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, Frankie's podcast, because I don't know what it's called. Mystery. <laughs> I have to check. I'm pre- hey, I'm that's, pre- that's simple. Yes, it's mystery.podcast. That's good. That's easy to look up. How many followers do we have? Like um, 12? 16. <laughs> nice. That's not bad. One of which is my mother. <laughs> hey. Does she watch the podcast? No. A follower is a follower. <laughs> yeah. Two-way close down. <laughs> nice. Time for the third. Anyways, the blood test scene. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. yes! Did you guys see a video? I made this like a year ago. I made a video just about the blood test scene. Did you guys probably see it? not? I thought you just did one about um, the thing in Alien. Was that a different video I made that you did? A vi- yeah, I made a video oh, for called jump scares. Alien yeah, versus yeah, yeah. the thing, and then I oh, made yeah. a video before that called uh, the the thing something about jump scares. Yeah, jump scare title. I remember when that you one. when you yeah. said and you didn't understand the reference, but you did it anyways. Oh, I mean, okay, look, my videos from a year okay. ago, were they good? No, but do we have to talk about that? I, I think that visual gag was good, and you can go fuck yourself. I mean, it was, but you didn't understand it was the best part. I didn't. That's, anyways, we're getting anyways, sidetracked. We got a lot the to talk about. The blood test scene might be the best scene in the whole movie. I think it's, it's the ending. It's up there. I, I, yeah, I definitely would say it's up there. It's Jump scares are rarely earned as well as this jump scare obviously is. I mean, yes. uh, jump scares are, are probably my least favorite thing ever in anything that's ever existed. I easily <laughs> get scared by jump scares constantly. Yeah, it um, goes number two Nazis, number one jump scares. Yeah, number one jump scares. And I like <laughs> getting startled by Nazis. good ones. Um, and this is a, a very, very good one. Probably the best that I've ever seen, in all honesty. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. It's like, because at this point of the movie, nobody trusts each other, and they're all, like, trying to get their 
voice heard about how they think they should go about this. And nobody wants to be tied up. Nobody wants to cut their thumb and bleed into the Petri dish. But yeah. they all know that it's what they need to do. And also, uh, they know that McCready will flame them or blow them all up if they don't listen to him. It's not so like they just go with it. Fillings. What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, that's a yep. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> um, yeah. The, uh, I, I think one of the best little little moments of this entire scene that drones on forever, basically, with each Petri dish that they put the, the little electrocution thing on um, or the soldering thing, uh, is that the shot where the jump scare happens, where he's kind of it's like a an angle that's like pointing towards up towards his face and he's holding it with his hand and the, the angle at which he like puts it down. They use that exact same shot, like two Petri dishes beforehand. And it, it baits you into thinking, okay, they're using the same shot twice. There's no way that this is going to be this scare. And then it happens yeah. and it just, it gets me every single time. Cause you just, I've seen this movie three times and it still is like, I'm waiting for it to happen and I forget. And it's just like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah, no matter how many times I see this movie, which I've only seen it twice, but <laughs> I, this uh, jump scare <laughs> still gets me, even though I know it's happening. And I think it's because, like, yeah, that. Also, they're building up the tension so well, and when he's going to put it in, he's arguing with one of his other team members. Yep. Yeah, and that's that too. He's suspecting that team member, like, outwardly, like, saying, we'll do you last, thinking he's going to be the thing. And so the movie is making you pay attention to the argument that they're having mm -hmm. rather than the action that's taking place, which is him going to burn the blood. So you're not even focusing that much on the blood. You're just focusing on what they're saying to each other. And then once he puts the wire in, you're just not expecting that scare to happen. Yeah, I feel I feel like that that theme fills throughout all of the movie, too, where it's just like you don't know what's gonna it, you're just left in like what the fuck you're just left with like you're left on that edge of the seat feeling throughout the entire thing until almost the end when then you now as an adult i realize it's so much more important but like you just you just you don't know what's happening until you like go over every little detail and you still somehow don't know it's just it's amazing i love this movie i love it like yeah, the uh, the way that they kind of throw you off constantly is just, uh, or I guess the way that John Car Carpenter throws you off constantly um, is just really, really impressive. And um, I guess one of the, uh, if you remember the specific shot where uh, it's before the thing is happens at all, where really nothing happens, and when the dog's inside the base and the dog walks into a room where all you can see is the silhouette of one of the characters um, and he just turns around and you don't know, and then it just cuts, and you don't know what happened, because we know the dog's the thing, uh, but we don't know what happened in that scene. I guess he casted someone specifically to play the silhouette, because oh. he didn't want anyone to realize which character was sitting in the chair, so he put someone that wasn't even in the movie in that chair as the silhouette, so that you would have no idea at all oh, whatsoever who it was. That's brilliant. It's great. It actually happens a it's lot. It's such a throw-off. Oh. Nice. Mm -hmm. 
That's brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then it's one of those scenes that cuts out with a fade to black, which is something that's, I don't think that's used like at all in movies really now, especially no. the, the fade to black after each scene. It feels like, like the ending of like a chapter, you know, it's, it's yeah. like yeah, a passage of time, which is so effective to me. Yeah, you're constantly I think it's one of those things that got used so much that people eventually got sick of it in the 90s. Mm. Yeah. The fade yeah. to black. And I think if it's used well, then it's perfectly fine, which in this movie, it's used very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I could see how it got... It, people got tired of it. I get it. Yeah. And I think that, like, that on top of other things that about this movie that made it feel obviously like it was made a while ago and it's a classic it just made me feel so nostalgic for other movies like that um that it added just another layer to the movie even though like nostalgia doesn't make a movie good or bad it just added mm-hmm. something else you know what i mean yeah yeah i agree frankie <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. yeah definitely yeah um do y'all want to talk about the ending or do you have anything oh, yeah i guess just get to it i wait, love wait, Wait, wait. Uh, just one little quick thing before we get to the ending. Um, I would just like to mention that this movie was originally supposed to be um, directed by the guy who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Thank but, God it wasn't. But John Carpenter picked it up at the last second. He was about to say no, and he was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And then they gave him this big budget. They gave him basically the reins to do whatever he wanted. And that's just its so good to see a movie that has, like, a very specific vision by a director and all these intentional choices and everything that just makes it like so perfect and such a cult classic. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm really glad that they picked John Carpenter yeah, to direct this because yeah. he did a great job. Mm-hmm. So the ending. Oh. Uh, Frankie, just go, just go Frankie. Okay. <laughs> just the fact that the, the, you have to pay attention to the way the man breathes to understand it fully is gorgeous. The fact that you're still on that edge of the seat feeling I'm hitting my chair because you it's so good. You're just, you're watching this culminate of you still don't know what has happened and you're just watching an end. And it's perfect. It's, oh my God, this movie made me want to be a film major. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm actually a film student, so my opinion is worth more than I'm yours. Not, I'm not one of those people. I love Titanic. Like, you, I like Wally. Like, I'm an awful film student compared to some of these other people. I'm a film student. My favorite movies are uh, Fight Club, The Shawshank Redemption, The Godfather, Inception. Uh, Citizen Kane. Um, Woody Allen deserves a better rap. He definitely didn't um, date a (laughs) 13-year-old. He just got a better rap. His daughter. His stepdaughter, daughter, adopted daughter, whatever the fuck. Not married to right now. (laughs) This is is a weird tangent. Woody uh, Allen just unsubscribed from my YouTube channel. Good. <laughs> oh no, he was learning so much. Oh no, now he has to unsubscribe. There's He's learning how to write movies from your channel. Woodrow, I'm sorry. Below me. Oh my god. Anyways, Richard, Richard do you want to go? <laughs> um. Okay. I love the ending. I. It's just so somber the way that all of them 
consecutively agree we are going to die, but we need to kill this thing with us. And it's just such a beautiful moment between these characters because think about it. They're they're like they're not friends, really. They're co-workers. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Imagine like I can't imagine me looking at the cashiers at Whole Foods and being like, all right, we're going to die. But it's pretty (laughs) great. I mean, don't you do that every day now, basically? (laughs) Listen, y'all, we're going to go down, but it's for the it's for the greater good, good, guys. Come on. Um, but I mean, like it's a beautiful moment between these characters where they all have like, like the expressions on the actors faces really sell Mm -hmm. what they're feeling Mm -hmm. and they all have the plan and it doesn't necessarily go well. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, do we want to get into the, um, the Molotov cocktail theory. I, I, that's. Oh, oh God. Wow. No. no, I. All right. So I looked into all of the theories for Wait, the hang ending on. of this Before movie. you debunk it. Okay. Can, <laughs> can, I, can it. I give my rant? Go. Look, I, I cut Jake off. It's okay. I'll take the drink. I already took the drink. So I want to, I want to explain this shit. Just go. Okay. Go. I subscribe to this theory. Same. So, um, McCready is, he clearly has tons of Molotov cocktails. They throw the TNT into the rooms and then he throws a Molotov cocktail that detonates the TNT. They do this tons of times over and over and over again. And then at the end of the movie, in this last scene, the climax where the thing is trying to kill them, the character Childs, is that his name? Childs? I think it's Childs. Yeah. yeah. Childs. Childs. He Childs, yeah. Is just mysteriously not in the scene. And then when McCready seemingly kills the thing and blows everything up, he's the only one left alive, presumably. And then Childs comes over and they start talking. They both sit down and um, McCready's breath is. Huge, like you can see it in the cold air, it's so noticeable. And Childs, even though you can see it, it isn't nearly as big as McCready. No, it's just and McCready, yeah. And McCready offers him this bottle of alcohol, and Childs accepts it and drinks it and doesn't react. And McCready chuckles and looks off. And so by this theory, the bottle of alcohol isn't actually alcohol. It's kerosene or some kind of gasoline that was used for the Molotov cocktails. And because Childs swigged it and didn't react to the fact that it wasn't alcohol, this means that Childs was the thing. And McCready looks off seemingly accepting the fact that he's going to die because he knows that Charles is the thing now and he's the only one left. And this is just kind of him accepting his fate. And to add to this, the whole breath thing, the, the thing thrives in the cold. It dies in the heat. That's a big theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the thing wouldn't release steam out of its breath when it breathes or maybe it breathes in a different way than humans. That's an explanation for why Childs' breath isn't coming out. And this is a theory that I subscribe to because to me, from the perspective of a, of a writer, 
it doesn't make any sense to have a character live to the climax and then have them to just disappear for no apparent reason for the climax just to return when the climax is over. I don't think that was an accident because the alternative to this, in my mind, I know Jake might, it seems like Jake's disagreeing with me, but the alternative to this is that the breaths were different because they may have shot each of their takes on different days, but that doesn't explain why from a writer's perspective you would take this character and just remove him from the climax of the movie, the most important scene, and then just have him come back immediately afterwards. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah, But Jake, you look like you want to debunk me. Go for it. It's not really a debunking, I guess. It's not... I just yeah. I've seen the, all the theories going around about the the ending, and I, I people get really heated about the ending, and I don't know why. You uh, disagree with me? Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! I think that's the thing about the ending is you're gay. Your review is gay. <laughs> my 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 appreciation for the ending, I guess, comes from um, the fact that the ambiguity of because John Carpenter. I mean, obviously, directors, you know, they can say whatever they want. And really, it's like people are going to make of the movie whatever they want to make of it. Um, But John Carpenter has said that he the ending is ambiguous because he doesn't want people to. He didn't really want these theories flying around because um, the, the intention is just the ambiguity increases the sense of paranoia because the fans by the end of the movie are paranoid as to, oh my God, who's still the thing? This is like still the central theme of the movie. Oh my God, who's the thing? And it, I guess for me, it just, it doesn't matter if either of them are the thing because the ending of the movie is just, that's what makes it so powerful, I guess, is that that feeling of paranoia is still there that I don't really care if either of them are the thing or not um, because, you know, whatever... It just doesn't matter because it just still fits that theme of the movie so much. I love speculation. I love, like, theories and stuff. But I guess for this movie, it's just... It doesn't grip me as much because... Especially because there was no sequel to the movie. And I'm glad there is not a sequel to the movie. Um, But without a sequel, it just... It feels so, like, whatever. I mean, if both of them are the thing or if none of them are the thing, it's like... You know, the thing perfectly replicates humans. If If it breathes in the cold or if it doesn't breathe in the cold it's like whatever they could both be the thing we don't know we haven't seen it before it's just i think it just adds to the themes of the movie so well that i i I love that aspect of the ending and any fan theories you just believe whatever you want to believe i really couldn't give less of a shit the movie's amazing it's 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 incredible the (laughs) the theories add to just how amazing it is because you're just constantly thinking and you the edge of the seat thing where you're like thinking about breath. Like, why isn't his breath as like smoky, foggy, whatever the fuck, as the other guys? Like, it's just you've been put in this position that you're thinking every little detail to try to get to that point. Yeah, if you're that far in where it's like, you you go through all of these lengths to find it. It's like, all right, he's succeeded in making you paranoid as shit too. Yeah. And I, that's, I mean, that's what I love about it so much. But, exactly. but yeah, I mean, it definitely could be like, uh, Childs could definitely be the the thing. It's not like it's 
not possible. But I think just the ambiguity of both of them or none of them being a thing or one of them is, is just great. This is John Carpenter's spinning top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> it's absolutely his version of the spinning top. And, like, it's... I love endings like this. I don't think... I Any movie, aside from The Thing and Inception, had an ending that made people theorize this much. Yeah. Hmm... I'm sure I could think of an example if I wasn't a few drinks in, but uh, I, I, but I mean it's definitely up there. Yeah, it's definitely the level of ambiguity is definitely like crazy in terms of because I feel like most directors, if they make an ending like this, they want you to f- like figure it out like there is an answer. But for John Carpenter, he was like, "There's there's no answer, but it's whatever you want it to be." So yeah. I'm glad that it's just kind of like. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure book in terms of picking what the ending is. That's a similar um, attitude that Christopher Nolan had with The Spinning Top because he said that he didn't expect people to think too much about The Spinning Top. He said that if you think too much about The Spinning Top, then you're missing the Mm -hmm. point of the movie. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That was like his perspective. But from an audience perspective... That may have been your intention, but now it's a thing that's in the movie that we can yeah. theorize about, and it's really fun to theorize about. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. It is. And it's like, it takes a really subtle and restrained director to make an ending like this. Because it does. most directors want to blow their load, and if they have a meaning intended in their head, they want the audience to get that meaning. It takes a very restrained director to swallow their ego and say, people might not appreciate this in the moment, but over time, this is going to be discussed more than a movie. Then that just concludes easily. This is what the movie's about. Yeah. Boom. It's over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yeah. it's been an hour. We need to move on to another film. I Wait, have but, but before 46 we move minutes. On, yeah, I thought it was... 40, yeah, we're 46 I'm at 46 minutes. minutes yeah. I'm, I saw we're pretty good on time, honestly. We're keeping things concise. Yeah, we've got, we've got a good time here. All right. Yeah. All right I've, got, I've got a question. Um, do you guys have any complaints about the movie? Fuck Anything no. you didn't it's, like? It's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think back on it. I mean, it's written so well. It looks so good. Everyone in it is just kills it. Like, it's one of those movies that you can dissect and you find the problems in your own head about what you think. It's, it's, I need to turn off my mic because it's making me, <laughs> but, um, Wait, no. What? It's, it's, it's Don't confusing. turn off your mic, what are you talking about? No, I hear the feedback <laughs> and it's on a delay. <laughs> Frankie's okay. sabotaging the podcast. <laughs> he's not actually myself. recording. He just wants to waste two hours of our time. <laughs> it's recording. I just have monitoring. For- okay, I'm taking headphones off so I can talk normally. It's it's insane. I love the movie so much. It's beautiful. I'm gonna go turn off my headphones. I okay. have two little complaints. Very little. Um they don't take away from my rating of the movie, but the first one is in the Wait. opening. T- what? 
Go. Is it okay if I step away to go to the bathroom right now? <laughs> Why right now? Why not wait till we're done talking about the thing and then we I've can all take a bathroom break? I've been holding this for like about the past 20 minutes. But the, every podcast we take a bathroom break and we're done talking about one movie. Just go. Just go. Just power through your things. Okay. Take your time. Uh, the one complaint is in the opening title sequence, there's a UFO that looks really stupid. And Oh, right. That was what I forgot to mention. Oh, because we don't want to talk about bathrooms. Look at who wants to go to the bathroom now, you little right, shit. Shut up. Uh, the that was a. I, I'm. I don't know if you. Uh, when you mentioned that, I don't know if you knew that there was a. Uh, that's a. Um, a studio edition. After the movie was finished. Uh, after they made the movie, they said this is too ambiguous. Nobody's gonna know what's going on. Add this spaceship thing in the beginning of the movie so people know it's an alien. That was I'm not sure, John Carpenter's decision. I'm sure this is the only time tonight that we're going to be talking about studio interference. Yes, I'm sure this is the <laughs> one occurrence of Definitely. studio interference that we will mention in this movie. Uh, but yeah, that was the that was like the one thing that they they were like, you need to put this in the movie because audiences just they're not going to get it. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really it's dumb. It's stupid. I forgot to mention that. I meant to mention. Yeah. It's yeah. my my <laughs> other thing is I think that the. Whoever was in charge of the audio mixing, there were some points when it was a little jarring because there was some points where the music would be playing and then it would like immediately cut out and the volume was way lower and it was a little weird. And then there was another instance where it was the opposite, where there was no music and then suddenly there was music and it was really loud and it was just clearly not intended to be a jump scare. It was just a mistake in the audio mixing. But those are just two very little complaints. It's me nitpicking. It's so beautiful. Okay. Movie from beginning to end. Yeah, there is a little weird audio thing when when they put Wilford Brimley, who is one of I mean, this is an incredible performance by Wilford Brimley, especially with the with the axe scene where he's just destroying the entire server computer room. Um, but when they put him in the the shack because he's crazy or he's the thing, um, he there's like when they open the window and Kurt Russell's like talking to him, it sounds like they. I don't think they, they like, um, what was it? Not dubbed, but like they, oh, there's a term for it. ADR. They, ADR. I don't think they ADR'd his audio, but it sounds like he's standing in front of a microphone talking and it's much louder and like everything else kind of drowns out and it just, it sounds a little off, but I don't know. Maybe that's just, I guess maybe the audio just wasn't, wasn't as up to snuff as, you know, the entire rest of this incredible movie, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think I could see where you're coming from with that. So I guess the pretty good synopsis of this movie is a bunch of dudes stumble upon a really bad dog. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. All right. Do you guys want to give our ratings? Then we could take a bathroom break and then discuss sure. the next Nine one. out of ten. I'm giving this one a ten out of ten. I also Perfect give this a ten out of ten. It. I love it. It's yep. probably I it's my favorite movie of the 1980s. I think it's up there as one of the best horror movies of all time yeah. with mm-hmm. Psycho with Alien. Yeah. Absolutely up there. I my, I've never thought about what I think is the greatest horror movie of all time, but this would be a serious contender for that mm. title. I, uh, Definitely. Yeah, I'll let you have that. I'm still, I always love Hitchcock. <laughs> like the birds and psycho are like my 10 out of 10s, but okay. 
Well, I mean, obviously, Wish Upon is the greatest horror movie ever made. I'm gonna but this pour is this one. white claw over my microphone. <laughs> so this hard close, hard, hard close one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I guess we can take our designated podcast bathroom break. Yeah. Yep. Um. Only if we had sponsors. I, you think you can find sponsors? <laughs> the sponsor of today's video. You discussed that. Is toilet paper. <laughs> Buy a roll okay. of toilet paper. I'm gonna go all right, I'm gonna go. Break. Let's all go to the bathroom. Yeah, okay, I'll fine. do a hard cut for hard when cut. we come back, and then we'll be back to talking in and the magical use of editing. I'm gonna go. put some music. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> seamless transition <laughs> from okay. one masterpiece to another. Cheers, clink. Y'all want to talk about the thing 2011? Spaceship. I would love to talk about the thing 2011. Um. So. Synopsis of the thing 2011. It is a movie mm-hmm. that resembles the thing 1983. Seven. All right. Two. So the thing is, it was advertised <laughs> like a remake. Yes. But and it has the same title, so mm-hmm. suggesting a a uh, reboot. But Similarity. it's actually a prequel, meaning that this is actually a preboot. Preboot. Yep. I also arrived at the exact same conclusion with the exact same <laughs> word today. I also, <laughs> I also want to know, how do we know it takes place in the 80s? Oh, because they said the year on screen, Frankie. They typed it for us. They we did? Don't yeah. it out with I don't yes. remember. Isn't it Can great I... not having to think? The best movies ever made don't require you to think. Yeah, you just get handed an alien spaceship and you're like, alien. They just kind of tell you things, and then it's like, wow, this is fantastic. It's almost as if I have to put no effort into the entertainment. I'm wow. Great. Wow. Um, let's, let's get this out of the way. I wrote something down every time something in this movie annoyed me, and I have a page and a half of notes. From just that. <laughs> um, this movie represents the worst part of Hollywood in every way, shape, or form. This mm-hmm. is a nothing boot. movie that is only made for money and no artistic integrity about it. And I think that the biggest issue with this movie is that it does absolutely nothing to justify its own existence. Dude, Jesus. Yeah. 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 I'm going to rip into this movie. <laughs> I'm going to be really mean. Let's fuck Me it too. up. Me too. Fuck um, shit up. Yeah, no, I, I definitely Sorry, think I that clapped. this this movie doesn't it doesn't it it takes steps to actually make the original movie Better. like not not worse I guess but it the the original movie like I think one of the my favorite things about it is how you're going through with these characters through like exploring all of these details of like there's an axe buried in a wall of like this Norwegian base and there's blood all over it and you don't know why the Norwegians are shooting at this dog in the beginning of the movie and then all of those questions are just answered in this prequel that doesn't need any reason to exist because the fun is the mystery of not knowing what happened and then it just shows you poorly what happened Reminds me of uh, Prometheus that came out the same year, (laughs) I think. Did it? No, it had to be. I think they came out the same year. 2011? No. Prometheus was 2012. It was close. 
oh, Prometheus okay. was 2012. I was one yeah. year off. Gee, Still I closer than I thought. If there's huh. a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, definitely this movie year pretty much does tons of things that the original movie did. Like, it has pretty much an identical beat-for-beat roadmap, and mm-hmm. yet this movie doesn't understand a single thing about what made those resolutions so satisfying in the original movie. Yeah. It's like... It's like... like cavity films. It's like watching someone finish a marathon and say, oh, the key to their success is running through the finish line. Yeah. That's the first analogy that came to my head. Um, I, I wrote... It's like... The thing original in 1982, well, not original, you know what I mean. The 1982 version of the thing had so many subtleties that made it what it was. And one of those things was the characters. Every single character had something to add. They were all different and they all filled different roles. And there was this interesting dichotomy among the characters, which is they could all bring something to the table and they can all remove something from the table. So they all had skills that were helpful, but they also had human instincts, which are ultimately selfish and sometimes detracted from the group. The Thing 2011 has none of those subtleties. Most of the characters have nothing going on, and their only reason to exist is to be brutally murdered by the monster. And only two characters actually accomplish thing, which is the main character, who Did I she? have a laundry list of issues, <laughs> and the doctor. So the scientist slash... No, not even him. The scientist guy started no the plot. Like, you can give him credit to the fact that he brought this girl with him, but then... That's it. I what? mean, that's all he did. In all honesty, he, he did that and had porcelain fucking teeth. There was nothing important about him. <laughs> I hated him. Even when I hated he was every character. Yeah. <laughs> what, made you, what made you zero in on him? Every character. Uh, because you were talking way. nicely about him for half a second. I wasn't saying that as a good thing. I was saying I know, that but you the characters were poorly him. balanced. They were not balanced well. Um, no one. There was no reason for any. What did anyone actually do there? What'd you say? What did anyone actually do? Name what that woman's job was. What was her science profession? I I don't know. It's exactly isn't she a I geologist. Have so or something? many no, issues with her character. I think I'd rather get into that a little bit later with her character. But sure. All right. First, I want to just um, go off on a few things I have written down. Go. <laughs> well, should we just start from what the beginning opening sequence okay, is? Yeah. Okay. Which is the yeah. beginning, oh, the opening sequence. I don't know about you guys, but mm-hmm. the, the, the the version I watched didn't have subtitles for that scene. Me either. I wrote okay. that down. Yes. yes Wait. Okay. You had this experience. <laughs> so the, the original 1982 version. Wait. Wait. Hang on. Let me get this out. The 1982 version of the thing. The original opening scene also did not have subtitles, 
even though the characters are speaking another language. That was okay because what they were saying was meant to be shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. And what was more important than what they're saying was what they were doing. So they were hunting down yes. the dog and trying to shoot at it. That was the most important thing going on there. And then in That's this 2011 version, oh, yeah, wait, in the sorry. 2011 version, you have <laughs> these drunk. people having whole ass conversations in another language with no subtitles and we have no context and they're doing nothing interesting on top of it. They're just driving. So I was just sitting there confused thinking I had a broken version of the movie and then I looked it up afterwards and this was the intended version. Mm-hmm. Way to, I, yeah. yeah, confusing us as to titles. if we have the wrong version of the movie is a great way to start. I'm tracking it. I still have 38 hours left in my rental. I'm pretty sure mine has subtitles. It, it, you have to check if they're enabled or not because I had to, I also had the same thing happen where I had to double check my captions because people were talking in a different language and nothing was popping up on the screen. But it didn't look like anything was happening. They're just driving in like this, this snow cat thing and you're like okay what am i supposed to be getting out of this because i understand why they did it in the first thing or the original thing but why is this happening and then i turned my subtitles on and went back and they're just telling a stupid joke and that's the whole thing it's like yeah why would you do I this remember the stupid joke this Mine makes no sense subtitles. i also paid to watch this one <laughs> <laughs> i paid 3.99 to rent it Three ninety nine got charged to my credit card, and I got three percent of it back. I pirated. I don't give a fuck. I, I was gonna say I, I I gave the movie a pass originally because I borrowed it from a friend, um, but I I went back and I was like, oh my god, this is actually what they did in the real movie. I thought this was just because it was a a borrowing it from a friend version, but nope, <laughs> nope. It's uh, it's just bad. It's just they. They made a really stupid decision. They were like, all right, this is good. I didn't know the, the original first... didn't have the subtitles. I... <laughs> Not for when they're talking in, in Norwegian. Nope. The oh first 15 minutes of this movie can be entirely removed, and I see nothing but an improvement. Because <laughs> the first 15 minutes of this movie are essentially two scenes. The original one, the first scene where there's these people talking another language where the viewer thinks that they might be having technical issues with the version of the movie they have. (laughs) And then the scene after that is the scientist doctor dude talking to this woman and telling her, I want you to come on this journey with us, this job and her accepting Mm -hmm. the job as to where in the 1982 version, you just saw them at, at the job. Like, we know they were offered the job. We don't need to see the scene of them applying to the job and then getting the job. We don't need <laughs> to see it. Like, um, could you imagine yeah. Kurt Russ, the movie starting off with Kurt Russell in a suit going into an interview? In an interview? Yeah. Someone it w- makes you feel like you'd be appropriate for this position. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> that would really make... That's what the original movie was missing. It was missing... Please list your qualifications. And then he just takes a giant bottle of whiskey out and just starts chugging. And it's like, yep, that's... <laughs> fuck your hired. This was gasoline. <laughs> um, anyways, moving yeah, definitely. on. Um, <laughs> Next. Um, another issue I have is that this movie kind of shows you the... It was so confusing. They showed you like a dead version of the monster 
But like it wasn't like a transformed version. It was a literal dead version of the monster right away, and that's your first image of the of the monster. Like there's no mystery to it. I just I just thought about something. So we see the dead monster. Frankie, stop thinking. No. <laughs> but we see the dead monster and then the transformed dude inside of him. So does the monster then like retract inward? How does that work? Does it shit it out and like Okay, go have fun, other part of me. Like, what the fuck? They just explained it like basically he just got... Alright, so to back up the... uh, So the first real scene of the thing is that this dude gets basically impaled by a spike through the stomach and then gets pulled in. I guess this is after it breaks out of the ice in one of the most comically stupid fucking scenes I've ever seen oh in my entire life. Oh my god! But, 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 Can we talk about that? Okay, alright. So, so, in the original thing, in the 1982 version of the thing, one of the most intriguing aspects is uh, um, when they're exploring their Norwegian base, um, and they find this giant block of ice that has this gaping center in the middle of it and it looks like something broke out of it and you're like oh my god what could have happened this is crazy but then in this movie in a in of course a jump scare moment because how else do you capitalize on this situation by adding <laughs> loud yeah just unless you just add a loud noise um the creature that they found in the ice just explodes out in this blur of motion that okay I, i'm terrified i don't know like This brings me to a huge complaint I have with this movie, which is the monster is completely different from the monster in the original movie because it's willing to show itself constantly. Yeah, because, yes, it transforms like the monster in the original movie. But this is another one of those things where they like do something that on the surface is the same as the original. But the context that make it so great in the original isn't there anymore. And one of the context in the original movie, like we mentioned earlier, is the monster is smart and it only shows itself when a it absolutely needs to or b it can't it's willing to it's like in an opportunity where it's alone with someone else and it can do that without anyone else noticing. The monster in this movie is a generic horror movie monster that could be in any movie this movie this monster could be in saw this movie could be (laughs) in the conjuring this movie could be in any throwaway horror movie and it's not unique because it just shows up all the time with no subtlety yeah it's uh yeah yeah i mean after it so after it breaks out of the ice it 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 spikes somebody through the chest while everyone's trying to look for the monster. <laughs> it's, yeah. It spikes and we get our first character death. And then it, it just in front of another person also, it just kills somebody. And it's like, it just, you just want to spit in the face of the original movie so much. It's incredible because yeah, I mean the thing just doesn't show itself unless it has to, but this one just spikes somebody and then pulls him in and as they say later, it absorbs him in this, like, copycat scene of the autopsy scene from the first movie, which is done incredibly in the first one. And this movie, it's just like, okay, I'm bored. Everything looks terrible. I'm gaining nothing from this. Whereas um, in the first one, it's just like, Wilford Brimley's going like, ugh, 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 while he's just digging into this horrible, gross, disgusting thing. I, I just, yeah. 
they they tried to do so many things from the 1982 version, and as you said, they did not understand why the 1982 version was so good at what it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And um, it's like it's like just showing us this hollow shell of the 1982 version. It's like if the 1982 version had no care and no one gave a shit. And um, I want to. I have a few complaints about the dissection scene. So, oh, a few. That's. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> really? Are you sure? So, um, the so only practical the, effect. They were talking. Yeah, the only practical effect. They were talking about <laughs> the um, the character who had died, which had no build up at all to his character. So yep. No, no one watching can. Who was he? I don't remember his name, obviously. Like, no, I don't remember <laughs> I don't know anyone's was. name. Uh, yeah. I, I, the only name I know is Kate. That's it. Yeah. Because that's, that's Mary her Elizabeth name. Winston, I had to look it up, it. and I don't remember it still. <laughs> so um, one of the characters said, I wrote this down. We're all shocked. And then immediately the camera cut to all the other characters. And I guess they didn't communicate this with the other actors because all of them just looked bored. Uh, that's like, shock, no one Richard. looked like they, they, they wanted to be there. <laughs> it was like, okay, clearly not everyone's on the same page here. Wait, and shit, the camera's rolling? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get another take? No, fuck it, that cost money. <laughs> no, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> we'll see you on your face. <laughs> <laughs> another thing was, um, I wrote this down, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Pulls out this um, metal implant that was in the guy's arm from yes. the autopsy. And oh. she says, if this was in his arm, why is it out of him now? And I was thinking, like, okay, listen. You saw him get speared, eaten alive, shot at, and then burnt <laughs> alive, and then absorbed. Do you really think his body is fully intact? Like, she took this as, like, some... Gra- hugely important detail, but it's like his body clearly got ripped to shreds. And can we talk how no one cares? Yeah, no one cared until they were like, oh, we're all shocked. Yeah, you're all clearly shocked. One of no, them was clearly like, yo-yoing. Oh, okay. Yeah, because this is, this is meant to build up to the revelation that um, also I should probably come back to later because this actually... Um, debunks the theory that people have that Childs is it, it's not debunks because this movie just sucks so nothing that happens matters but the bill is to remove the, reveal, the thing 2011 from canon yeah the, the reveal yeah. that inorganic matter can't be consumed by this thing because it, it thrives off of organic matter which is like duh because she finds the the fillings in the shower later on or no, the bathroom inorganic later on. No, matter can't be replicated, so that means it doesn't get Or a just shit. that it gets it gets discarded basically when it absorbs somebody, anything that's like metal or anything just gets left behind because it can't eat that, it can't consume that. So that's the reveal is that and that's how they know later on the teeth yeah. scene, which is way less intense than oh the blood testing God, scene, obviously. Sucks. Um but that's Their dentists the big build are up. shitty. I have fillings and none of them look that bad. <laughs> yeah. I have two. They're Let's the make the fillings really, really dentists? obvious. Should I post a photo of my fillings? <laughs> They're real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, two yeah, really bad fillings in the back. <laughs> Do it. 
Yeah, no. But it's just like they try to make it the blood scene, and it's not. It's literally like, my chief has porcelain. I don't care. I, like, you don't it, care. It's a very poor replication. It's it's just not intense at okay. all, and you're just like, okay. It, it's just such a poor, like, excuse for let's let's try and just make an idea of like, oh, I can't con- consume inorganic material, whatever. This is how we're going to set up for a testing scene. It's, it's just so stupid. And I, 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 just, I, I get so angry. I hate this movie. I hate it because it shares the title of one of the greatest movies that's ever been created. And it's just, that's what makes me so angry is that they, they had the audacity to grab the title of the thing. Yeah. yeah. No one <laughs> clearly gave a shit. No. This is like a factory produced movie. And the worst part about it is you would think that if they were remaking it and they were like, okay, this clearly isn't going to be a movie with wide appeal. Let's at least make it so that the people who liked the original thing in 1982, let's make Mm -hmm. it so that those people would enjoy this movie. Maybe not the wide public would enjoy this, but let's make the fans of the thing enjoy this. And the most frustrating part about that is I cannot believe we haven't mentioned this yet. But that they try to do that. Yeah. So yeah. the fans of the 1982 thing, like us, the number one talking point is the practical effects. And that's like at the top of our shopping list. Yeah. It's like this is the thing that you need to have if you're remaking slash prequeling, prebooting the thing. Like this is the thing that you have to have. Exactly. It was revolutionary in terms of the practical effects, and still to this day, I don't think a movie's topped its practical effects. You have more money than they originally did. You have better access to modern technology. You, there's no reason why this remake shouldn't have been the best practical effects ever. If they got the right people involved, it would be. It would have topped the original. Uh, yeah. But they CG'd the entire thing, and the CG isn't even good. It's terrible. It's None so of the movie's good. bad. It's like there's that one scene that we made fun of where they go underneath the ice and there's CG breath. You could have yeah. just <laughs> what you could have brought them to a cold location like they did in the original movie, or if you didn't want to do that, because you know we don't need to put effort into our movies. You could have just not CG'd the breath, and I don't even think I would have noticed. Yeah, but yeah. they CG'd the breath, and it didn't even look good. None of it looked good. <laughs> Yes, Frankie, please share your thoughts on the practical effects. Oh, my God. The one or lack pra- thereof, I guess. Yeah, the one <laughs> practical effect of the cut. And then I don't even think the looking inside of it is real. Like, it's just so... Like, that. Sh- why was that spaceship there? They could have cut oh. all of that out, made that whole fight scene in the fucking snow, and it would have been still bad, in all honesty. <laughs> But it would have been better. The spaceship was so goofy and stupid. Let me have engines that go blue. Like, I don't care. I don't care that it's about to take off. Just show me the inside. Get it over with. Also, don't make it so fucking slow. Oh, my God. I felt like we were in that spaceship for fucking an hour. 
Yeah, the last 30 minutes are easily the worst part about this movie. And when you watch the first hour of this movie, you think, wow, this couldn't possibly get any worse. And then you see the last 30 minutes, and the director is just like, huh, you thought, and then we... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think we we probably, in our anger, probably jumped right past the point of uh, the practical effects thing. Yeah, but yeah this we movie, all got angry and got wrapped up. <laughs> so this movie originally did... There, there are videos out there. There are tons of images. This movie originally had practical effects. A lot of them existed. A lot of the... Um, I mean, one of the worst one, one of the worst CG effects that I saw was the, um, when the, the, I don't know, the stupid kind of love interest guy. I don't know who he was. Uh, when the two people was. fuse faces together. Oh, that was my awful. God. That was originally a practical effect thing. Like a lot of the things were, um, they were all practical effects and the studio or somebody were assuming the studio or the producers basically said, this doesn't look good enough or people really like CG right now. Everyone's going to think this looks really like hokey, stupid for the time. Let's just switch everything over to CG. And it's oh such a it it looks like such a disaster. The move it, the movement in the CG is just so fluid. It looks weird and fluid oh, in like a really God. bad way. Like it, it it doesn't look realistic or human at all. And if they just stuck with the practical effects, at least there'd be something to pull away from this movie, but there's nothing. It's just it's oh, it's such yeah. a shame. If they had left the practical effects in, then we could be like, all right, all this other shit is dumb, but at least it looks good. They tried something. They give a, they give a little bit of an effort, but yeah, no, the, they didn't. The, but the, the but filmmakers put a little bit of effort into making the practical effects, but then the studio ruined it. So it's like, yeah, <sighs> yeah, it's yeah. it's a a big shame. Yeah. So studio meddling, it happens. A lot. I also obviously guys, I put a photo of my fillings. Oh, we the, see the the fillings and <laughs> my my two my two metal fillings that I have. Yeah, so they do the the testing scene where where because the the creature can't consume basically teeth fillings or inorganic matter yeah, and or anything that's not human. It doesn't even hold a candle to the original. And, yeah. <laughs> and Mary Here's Elizabeth my question. Lindstead. I have a question. I'm raising my hand. How do uh-huh. they make clothes then? How do they make what? Clothes. clothes. Frankie, stop being a little bitch you, and asking yeah, questions about the movie. Questions, just stop Frankie. thinking. <laughs> Listen, I, if you want I, to I literally movie, just thought of that and it's pissing me off. How did it make clothes? Oh my god. Maybe it's saying metal, just metal specifically. I I don't know. Inorga- it's it's they just say it's, inorganic like 80 times. I guess if their clothes were all like cotton or something cuz cotton's kind of organic, I guess they could do that. I don't know. <laughs> cotton comes from the ground. I don't know. Like <laughs> still dead. <laughs> they could write their way around it, but they don't really care enough so they're not going to do it. So <laughs> the, the filling scene doesn't hold a candle to the... Yeah, no. No, it's awful. There's you no feel tension? Like there's so long, and they're just like, open your mouth! And I'm like, just, what? You know what pisses me off? Not a single character is like, hey, Kate, can we check your fillings? Nope. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Are we supposed to not know if she's one of them or not at the end? Because I honestly no, don't. No, I'm gonna rant about this when we're done with everything. Uh, yeah, we got it. Well, we'll get to the ending later. Oh we'll get, the the ending is a big discussion. Actually, there's a lot to the ending. I have such a. I'm gonna go off about this main character because I hate her. 
So filling scene. Yeah, filling scene. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll stay on track as much as we can. We can't. This movie is worse. No, we can't. We can do it. Three. We have to be above this movie. Above so Spider Man Three, I can have so much. I have so much fun watching Spider Man Three. Watching oh, yeah, Thing Twenty One Le- Twenty Eleven pisses me off. It makes so me long. angry. Makes me sad. It makes me just not want to ever watch. sit down and watch a movie again. There's no nice. excuse for this movie not to be a complete and perfect improvement on everything the original movie did because they have access to modern technology and yet they just failed on every level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I noticed a massive plot hole in this movie and it pissed me off. Which one? There were plot holes in this movie? Yeah. Okay. I noticed one. Oh. I didn't Dude, look you're smart. You picked up on that? Good for you. So, okay, do you guys remember the moment where Mary Elizabeth Winstead is walking with this dude at towards, like, the end, and then the arm version of the thing pops out, and he cuts it in half with yes. the axe? Okay. Yes. So, he, I have two huge problem with, problems with this scene. One, he cuts it with the axe, and when he cuts it with the axe, there's this huge blood splatter all over the axe and all over the wall. Also... Mm-hmm. The arm breaks off into two creatures. Yes. So now that should be good for the thing because there are two things. Multiplied, yeah. But then they come back together to form one creature. There's no reason for that. And then they just burn it and kill it. There's no there was no reason for that. They had they multiplied. And then well, they there, is a, there is a reason for this. There is a reason. What's the reason? Uh, the, the people who made this movie are stupid. <laughs> yeah. They decide, hey, what if there was two of them? That's the no. reason. Okay. But that's not the biggest complaint about this. <laughs> the biggest complaint that I have is that the, the axe creates a giant blood spatter on the wall. So the blood spatter is another thing now because it, yes, now it's it another... Is. Yes. It's it's a puddle of the thing's blood, meaning it's a new thing. And we're led to believe that these characters know this, and yet they still don't burn it anyway. And the movie never returns to this point. They show this, the camera points to it, meaning this is 100% another thing, and it never becomes another thing. Even though within the logic of this series, the blood spatter would be another thing. And if this was, like, a little thing from the original 1982 version, I wouldn't have that big of a problem with it because I'd be like, whatever. But the best scene from that movie is when they're literally testing blood to see if it is a (laughs) version of the thing. It's such an important detail of that movie. It's such a huge deal. And in this movie, there's a blood spatter of the thing. 100% that's a new thing. It never comes back. Whatever, who cares? Yeah. I yeah, mean, can we it, talk about true, when yeah. they try to do a blood test and they don't ever talk about who burnt down the lab? Yeah, fuck it, who cares? We don't need to go back to that plot point. Doesn't Whatever. matter. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? What are you, some nerd? <laughs> you care about what happened? Fuck you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I hate yeah, this goddamn movie. I hate yeah, it so much. It really, really just does such an injustice to the to the title it's it yeah uh, and I they pain talking <laughs> yeah they they technically i mean I don't know. they try to do this stupid thing which i i hate in movies which is so stupid where it's 
they kill quote unquote the thing like three times where it's like all right it's dead now but there's still like 40 minutes left in the movie so what do you expect us to think like you're not faking us out or do you think you're being smart like wait you were thinking yeah i mean it's you know i just gotta sit here and the only reason i had my brain on was because i was writing down notes to actually remember what actually happened in the movie because i was so bored for like the entirety of the thing oh my god that's the other thing it doesn't make you want to watch it no no yeah it's boring which is the worst kind of movie it's just boring yeah um oh fuck the only reason i was ever invested at all is because i was angry yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was just viscerally hated this movie um, yeah. the, the CGI looks so bad. It's just, they do everything wrong. And then I guess, do you guys want to get into the ending? Oh, uh, I, I wrote down a note for the filling scene. I just found it. Cause in my, in my it, giant, like, so my notes with the amount of caps locks and just angry writing I did, looks like the, like the Joker notebook from, from the Todd Phillips Joker movie. We it just looks like those scramblings. <laughs> um, so for the filling scene, I wrote down the fillings test is really fucking dumb and I can't believe how dumb it is. And that's my note. Um, no but explanation. I wrote down three times, still not scared. Um, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Uh, I stopped paying attention by 17 minutes is one of my notes. Um, Same. I was checking my phone constantly. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, this person's getting eaten. Should I be paying attention? I'm not going to. I, th- I think, if I remember correctly, I fell into like an existential dread, just black hole where I wrote down, nothing matters anymore. And, there is uh, no God. <laughs> there is no God. Um, and... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there was the main character from... Or the main character... main actor from It Comes at Night is in this. And also one of the characters from Game of Thrones is in this. Uh, I don't know if Frankie knows... Uh, yeah, Peter Dinklage Torm, actually plays Torm the Penguin. Jorm? I watched uh, two Torvald? Seasons. Whatever his is name he is. In, is he past season three? He's the, he's the burly orange-haired guy. I don't know. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, he's this... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah, the first four seasons of Game of Thrones were pretty bad, but I think they made up for it in the seventh season. (laughs) Seventh, yes, (laughs) anyways, eighth, Mark Richard. Oops, is that guy? Uh, Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So he he's in this, and uh, oh, I also vote to um, acronym Mary Elizabeth Winstead's name to Mew, and we'll just call her that from the rest of the podcast. <laughs> okay. Mew. This is the worst album. So, so I really hate Mew and how she portrays She was terrible. I think she was really bad in this. Awful. Okay. I think almost comparing her to, to Mew to the Pokemon is wrong. Okay, wait. Before we get into Mew, you guys, <laughs> you guys want to talk about the ending the last 30 minutes? How is that... How's that getting into Mew before? Okay, should we get into the character first or the ending? I think we should just get everything else out of the way before the okay. ending. Because the ending will... will I hate yeah. the main character of this movie yes. so much. She's and awful. listen. Open your mouth! <laughs> I... Okay, listen. I need to say a certain thing that annoys me so much in film discussion... <gasps> Are you going to call her the C-Hope? No, I'm not going to use... C- Are you about to have a heated gamer yeah, I'm moment? I'm going to have a heated gamer, gamer moment. Okay. 
Uh, oh, two no. things. We can acknowledge two things at the same time, right? Two. One, Go. we can acknowledge that angry nerds on the internet overuse the term Mary Sue. Two, yes. we can also acknowledge that the term is still a usable one for bad written characters. Of course, yeah. It's, it's not... It's not devalidated because people overuse yeah. it. It still has, you know, a meaning to it. Just be people don't know what exactly. the meaning is. But <laughs> just because there are angry nerds who overuse this for any female character who can do anything doesn't mean that the term isn't valid. And this mm. is one of the worst examples I have ever seen of a Mary Sue. And I wrote down a ton of notes over this. She is a doctor. She leads the crew and not a single person questions her leadership. In the 1982 version, the leader was McCready, but he had to threaten them with dynamite for them to follow his orders. <laughs> and they were always questioning why he was in charge. And then he was like, I'll blow us up if you don't listen to me. And then they did it. Um, and not only does no one challenge her leadership, not a single person throughout the whole movie even brings up the possibility that she could be the thing in a movie. That's that's the biggest, like, egregious yeah. Yes. example. Yeah, that, that's the worst part. Because yeah. in the, yeah. the point uh, that makes the creature scary is anyone around you can be the thing. And not only do the characters never bring up the possibility that she could be the thing, the movie doesn't even treat that like a possibility. Which is, I think, You're a right. terrible thing. Um, Until the I, I ending, wrote, which we'll talk about. Wait, hang on, I still have a few more points. Um, Go. Uh, I wrote down this point, injuries that aren't injuries. Okay, this pisses me off. Every example, if you're wondering if a female character is truly a Mary Sue, I want you to question um, a few things. Um, one, are there a bunch of male characters who get injured in the movie? And two, do the female characters also get injured nearly to the degree of the male character. So female it, character. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> this is a movie that is okay with showing the male characters being ripped limb from limb, burned alive, eaten, their hearts ripped out, every single thing. And the only injuries that this female character faces never actually negatively impacts her. She falls seemingly a high distance, but then immediately she gets back up afterwards. She gets swatted by the thing, but again, True. she immediately gets up afterwards. She's not bleeding. She has no injuries, and her makeup is still perfect. Um, <laughs> the thing when murdering the male characters is perfectly fine with accurately cutting through their chests and internal organs and merging with them. But when the thing always has a perfect opportunity to kill Kate, I'm sorry, Mew, um, Mew. it yeah. swats her away from it, and then she's fine, and she gets up and she runs into this weird sh vent shaft, and the thing, which can shapeshift, cannot Alien fit through this shaft, despite the fact that it can shapeshift, and it can't reach her. And then when the thing does get her, instead of attaching to her or stabbing her immediately like it did with the other characters, it drags her out of the ventilator shaft. And then you think this is when it's going to kill her. And then it decides I'm going to take a step back and then attack her. And then while that happens, it's the perfect opportunity 
for another character to come in and Deus Ex Machina save her. And this character was a thing anyway. Yes. Was it though? You we heard don't the thing screeching, know. Frankie. This movie doesn't have subtlety. Did we? I don't know. The ending is so like it's not debatable because it's literally fucking anything. The it's it's the worst part of oh it could be whatever I want it to be. I don't want that. I want to be guessing. One final point about Mary Sunis is every time she thought someone was a thing, she was right. Yes. Yeah. That is, that is a very very big big flaw with with the main character where I yeah I think so the overall point with how bad she is in comparison to Kurt Russell's character is uh, awful. You, you felt like scared for your characters constantly in the thing. Cause first of all, you, you made them likable, which is just, you know, already, you don't want any of them to die, obviously. So when you do this whole thing where your main character seems seemingly invincible because she's the plot character, uh, it, it removes any all, and all attention from the movie. And even if you don't like her, it's still like, you know, she's the main character. Why am I ever fear of like the creature when she's in a scene? Because she's going to survive the scene. Honestly, when I watched the thing for the first time, I was like, I don't know who the main main character could be really. Cause Kurt Russell seems like the main character, but I feel like he could die at any moment and I could be reversed like a, a psycho yeah. situation where the main character just changes like that. And I was like, I was waiting for it. But in this movie, you just, you know, the main character, she's good. Don't worry, bro. She'll survive the whole movie. She's good. She knows who and she is. does. Exactly. <laughs> it removes all Basically. tension from the movie. <laughs> It's yeah. unfortunate that, that they just don't know how to build characters and make things actually interesting. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it I feel like <laughs> are we getting into the end? Of I this have movie more now? things I want to rant about this main oh. character. <laughs> We're almost so there. Go. We're almost they there. Uh, in the original movie, I mean, the 1982 version, um, like we said, every single character adds something to the group. And every single character can take away something from the group. And it makes all the characters interesting. In the 2011 version, the only characters that add anything to the group are Mew and the scientist dude. And the scientist dude, his only contribution was bringing in Mew. Mew does everything and all the other characters are meat bags to get murdered by the creature. Honestly, you don't care about them. It's like, oh no, the blonde number seven dude has died. Aw, I get, like, it sucks. It's just, you don't care when the people die. You're like, eh, eh, all right. It's just NPCs in your video game. That's it. It's a shame that they killed Rhett. Did you guys (laughs) also think that one character looked like Rhett? (laughs) Who? (laughs) Or Link? I don't know which one is which. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. no, I know you're talking about, yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, I, like, I, I hate to get, like, <sighs> I hate to get political, but. This <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. like one of those, like, I really <laughs> hate to get into this thing, but it's like, there's no way for me to talk about this movie without mentioning it, that this movie genuinely feels sexist to me. Yeah. 
No, yeah. I, I have that written down so too. Yeah. It's concerning about that. that it's 100% fine to show these men getting ripped limb from limb, organ from organ. And this, the only female character never really suffers an injury that impedes her. And were you saying? I mean, I think it's sexist in the other end that they've made her one, the only female character, and two, she's the female character of the main, like, she's the main character, and she's female just so she can be female. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's both ways. I'm not saying it's only like, sexist towards her, men. I, like, I didn't finish like yeah. everything I had to say. I think it's sexist in both directions. Because no, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to point out. It's like I don't care that she's a woman. Like I'm not like, oh yeah, a woman fighting like in a I care in Jurassic World about Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. In all honesty, but in like this, I'm just like I don't care. I don't care about anyone in it to even care that she's a badass woman because she no, was. She did nothing to earn it. And this is the thing that I notice in many movies, and it bugs me so much because I think it's sexist and I don't see anyone talking about it. And it's action or horror movies where there's a lot of violence and the male characters seemingly get ripped limb from limb. Any amount of violence towards them is okay, and then none towards female characters are okay. And I think it's sexist towards women because it seemingly puts them in this position where they can't be on the same playing field. And I think it's also sexist towards men because then it's like, why is it okay to show this gruesome violence unto these men and not to these women? It's like, it's a weird double standard. And, yeah. I, and no one's seemingly calling it. I've never seen anyone call it out. This is something I've been thinking about myself. And I, I maybe tons of people have talked about this and I just never noticed, but it's just something I've never seen talked about. Like Fury, not Furious 7, um, Hobbs and Shaw, that movie, it, it was <laughs> my biggest complaint about that movie was, yes, I have a review of it. Oh, it's like this thing. female character never is, she's always kicking ass, but she's never really involved in the action because nothing she does progresses the action and she never actually gets injured. So it's like, what's yeah. It's You're just, ah, right. uh, and I don't look, I like, I hate it getting into gender politics regarding movies, but I feel like with this movie, it's impossible for me to honestly discuss it without bringing this up. Yeah. Because yeah. I, see, seeing your main character beat down and like, you know, taking taking blows makes you feel for them more. It makes you feel like they're not just an invincible main character that's going to be fine for the whole movie. And in this, it's just like, all right, she's fine. And it, where it's like, you know, if you see your main character taking some hits and and really feeling like they're in danger, that that always elevates everything. And I, there's been precedents set about like changing main characters or killing somebody unexpectedly. Like, it's not like you don't have to do that. Like, yeah. it's it's. She's Ridiculous. just there to be there. Like, I felt like they tried to make her a woman just to make her a woman. She was most of their budget. <laughs> that's, that's why they have in the most movies. <laughs> like, all right, guys, we got to get Mew for this one. Come on. We got to get Mew. She was just... Guys, uh, Mew, we need her. She was in a popular movie a year ago. We need to destroy her career. If we're going down, she's coming maybe with that's us. What this, maybe, Take her down. Maybe that's what this whole movie was, which is a plot to destroy <laughs> Mew's career. 
God. Yeah. All right. Let's just get the ending over. Uh, with. Let's what the fuck it. happened uh, with the ending? It's like, let's do it. It's a completely different it. movie in the end. It's like there's a spaceship underground. Like all the subtlety is just gone, so, yeah. and now there's a spaceship. They established no, that, that stupid spaceship, which is why. And also, if no this food. is a prequel, how do they not know? That's a good point. <laughs> it's yeah, it, no, it, it's it's stupid. It's trying to be clever by being like, "Hey, we set up this, and it paid off in the end." Oh my god! But it no, it's just though. dumb. It's just stupid. It's it's, and I mean. Frankie and I, both of us, when we looked up this movie online, one of the first Google images that you will see if you look up the thing 2011 is the horrible face, stupid thing creature right at the end of the movie. And it's the final version. Yeah, it's the final version you see of the thing. And it looks so bad. It's It's unbelievable. It's awful. Awful. It is the least scary thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Honestly, it's like you're watching a horror film and you're like, okay, I guess that's what it would look like. No, because you can like picture it without having to think that hard. Exactly. Like any, if you suggest an image and then the audience comes up with whatever it looked like in their head. That's going to scare them more than just showing this goddamn CG nightmare of just, yep. oh, let's put a face with yeah. some tentacles. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Horror movies are all about just playing your cards close yeah. to your chest. That's it. You have to hold everything and wait for the audience to use their imagination because that is the thing that will scare you the most is just what can I think this creature would look like? And then you just unveil this giant CG monster in front of you and you're like, I am just ready to go hang myself like Wilford Brimley was in the original thing. And that is just, it's just the most disappointing. I mean, by that point in the movie, I guess I was just so done that I didn't care anymore. And I just started laughing. So I I guess there's that. What was she looking at? You know that like tower of like Tetris yeah, I was gonna bring that up. What was this, even like, the fuck was yeah. this? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> what was that? Is this and also a prequel to Pixels? Adam Sandler. It's like you look at this and it's like this is supposed <laughs> to make sense. This is the moment where it all. I don't know what the fuck it was. Was it the control unit? Was it like the information? Like what the fuck was it? Oh my know. god, that movie sucked. See, this is the level of speculation the filmmakers wanted to capture after the first movie, you know, where everyone was like, oh, my God, what's that ending about? They're like, yo, guys, let's just put this fucking weird ass pixel thing and just let everyone figure it out. You know, and how blow it fan up. theories, ago, they're going to be incredible. Top. This is it. Okay, this we'll is the blow moment. up the pixel thing, too, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. You see, the pixel pillar in this movie is like, essentially the uh, the big rectangle in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, like, you know, that's it. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying just, 2001 is as good as this movie, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Do you guys have anything good to say about this movie? No. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, um, the uh, so the ending ending is that she burns alive guy from uh, it comes at night in the the snowcat, 
because she's like, hey, you used to have an earring in your ear, and now it's not there anymore. It can't consume inorganic material. I'm going to burn you alive because you're the thing. So Wait, that's, that's the why she burns him. Yeah, she burns him because he didn't have an no! ear in the ear. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, she why did she do this? I'm like, this makes yeah. no sense. Did she? She explained I it to the audience. Didn't want to pay just on your phone. She explained it to the audience while she was looking right at the camera and just said, "Hey, everybody, this is the ending of the movie." Um, <laughs> I like so, it when the characters spell out exactly actually, what the movie's about. That way, I don't have to think. Yeah, it's just you know. I don't have to think. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I wasn't thinking. I was thinking <laughs> about Instagram. <laughs> I, I mentioned this earlier, but this is um, this is how this movie actually retroactively dispels all the theories of the first movie. Is that Childs has an earring on his right ear? So that means they're saying that he can't be the thing. From the first movie, when that ends, because it didn't consume the inorganic material. It's a direct fuck you to the first movie. It's so bad. It's a fuck you to <laughs> it the first movie so angry. to be a fuck you to the theory. Like, it doesn't, like, they couldn't have, like, oh. Yep. They're saying he has an earring in, so he you can't know, be the thing. The the, the makers Boom. of this movie claim that they Suck love that John the original, Carter. and this is like, oh, it's such an homage. I don't buy a single fucking word of that. No, no. it's a yeah, money you all did this for a paycheck. Just fucking own it. This killed Muse career. She hasn't been in anything nearly as noticeable as Scott Pilgrim since then. She, her career's gone. No one in this movie went on to do anything of note. Also, how was this a prequel? Besides giving it, to, what is it? How does it connect? Well, you see, Frankie. They, uh, did you watch the post-credit <laughs> scene, idiot? Wait, there's a post. I did not. There's a post-credit scene. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! no. Or I guess it's like a mid-credits scene. Kind I of. Oh my god! It's like a preboot within the prequels. So Hold up. <laughs> yeah. So this this movie ends with um, when the credits start rolling. It cuts to the beginning of the first movie or the original movie, where the dogs running across the oh my snowy God, it's tundra. Just like the Godfather to say, Part Two. Hey, this happened right before. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I'm literally trying to pull up the three ninety nine I spent to watch this movie. Oh my God! I can't believe I put my. Oh my God! This movie. I think is if so anything, bad. this movie proves that God isn't real. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's pretty yeah. much the nail in the coffin. Do you guys have any positive things to say about this movie? Uh, no. Let me go through my notes. Uh, okay, the Birmingham the snow cats look like the magic school bus. Um, He's on fire. All of the snow cat uh, things that they were driving around, those yellow uh, boxes, <laughs> they look like the magic school bus. Um, <laughs> Get on the magic school bus. That's positive. <laughs> Um, I wrote down this one dude is pretty good at the mandolin. I did have. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one positive, but my note is so, um, just strange and uh, just, out just there that I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh my god, the post credit scene! I'm watching it. <laughs> okay, so this is after the fillings test because I wrote this after the fillings note, and I just wrote. 
good little moment where the last guy just runs over with a bunch. I don't know what the fuck that means. I just wrote it down. I was drunk. I don't know. So uh, I, I guess I had one thing positive, but I don't remember it. So nothing was positive. Um, Mew is hot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just, what? Yeah. There you go. You got yeah. your eye candy for the you movie. You could look at a hot <laughs> woman while watching this movie. That's the only positive. I don't know. You could do that on the internet, and it doesn't take an hour and a half. <laughs> and it doesn't suck. And that's it. Wait, so I'm watching this poster. <laughs> you watching it now? The guy sees... Uh-huh. Yes. The guy who comes out of the helicopter sees the side-by-side face thing. He doesn't report that? Frankie, stop thinking. Oh, wait. I want to read <laughs> one of the notes. I completely oh. forgot I did this until just now. When I was watching the ending, I just wrote down spaceship.wtf.jpg. <laughs> All right. Do we want to give our yep. ratings? I don't think we have anything else to say. Yeah, let's let's just do that. And then uh, I'm giving this one a this, one yeah. out of ten. There's nothing redeeming about it. It's one of the worst movies ever made. I hate it. Wait, who's shooting at the Me. helicopter, dude? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Who right. is oh, that? You guys, what's your ratings? Uh, I, yeah, we we. I mean, there was just so much more that was worse about this that we just didn't even talk about. But I mean, there's. Oh yeah, there's I have so many notes I didn't even this, mention, but, but I was like, it's, this is gonna take forever. But, but definitely, yeah, De- definitely one out of ten. Um, probably zero out of ten. I don't know. It just made me angry the entire time. IMDb just, doesn't let you do a zero, yeah, so I just said one because it's the lowest you can do on IMDb. So. Yeah, one sounds one sounds good. Frankie, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, one out of ten. This movie sucks. <laughs> like they, the two of them are. I'm watching the end that I didn't watch. Um, the two of them currently are getting into a helicopter. And how do none of them know if this is a fucking prequel? How do none yeah. of them know? This yeah, is just, genuinely yeah. one of the worst two movies ever made. I hate this movie with a burning passion. And you see, this is the second time I watched it. And the first oh, time I watched it was uh, me, Jake, and some of our friends were all drinking and watching it. So I didn't really pay that much attention. And it was funny bad. This time it was just... Yeah, we, we, yeah, we didn't watch the full we thing. We also didn't watch this like more than 30 minutes. I was 100% sober yeah. watching it by myself in my living room. And it just feels so much worse. And it doesn't just feel worse. It feels, like, scummy. Like, I feel gross watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I I finished this movie officially now. What the fuck? I genuinely hate this movie. It's so bad. It's funny, because I feel more gross watching this than... The horribly gory, disgusting original yeah. version that has the most like graphically gross out, like beautiful practical effects, and I still feel much grosser watching the, the remake. Yeah. I think I could take a yeah. video of me stepping uh. in bird shit, and it would be better than this movie. Honestly, yeah. Then I could say there's symbolism. I put it in black and white yeah. and change the aspect ratio, and then say it's art. What was that? Well, <laughs> Is that it's... it? <laughs> Any other comments? <sighs> I'm I'm good. Fuck this <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we've uh, destroyed this. All right. Well, then the first pieces. movie on our podcast that we all gave the same grade to was The Thing 2011. 
That's the thing. 2011. Wow. Second closest being Spider-Man. Did we all two. wait? <laughs> I get. I gave that a nine. Jake gave it a nine, right? And I okay, gave so it like close. an eight. Oh no, the cat's gonna knock over <laughs> my white <red> claw tower. <laughs> <laughs> And that's um, how we So end now it. it's my turn <laughs> to pick the topic of the next podcast. Since we've all gone full circle. Ooh, it is. And um, the first episode of the podcast, it was my decision what the topic was. And I picked uh, that all of us would find two crazy conspiracy theories and discuss them. Uh, and two? I think this time it would be fun for us to find two crazy scientific experiments that actually happened and we could discuss them on the podcast. Sure. Ooh, I'm going to look cool. for New I think Jersey it could be ones. fun. You know, just look up crazy scientific. Sounds good. I call the Montauk experiment. I, well, all right. <laughs> I call the mouse utopia experiment. <laughs> Oh, the cat did it. No, no the claws. I had to call it because I was afraid Jake was going to take it. <laughs> All right. I think, I think right. that's it. Any final notes from you guys? Um, fuck the, the, the remake. Watch the original thing. It's If you have cable, it's three on demand currently. <laughs> um, Jake, you got anything? That's it. That's I'm I'm good. It's just All right, I'm gonna thing. eat some peaches and cream while watching ever. Call Me by That's Your it. Name. Have a good night, guys. Ew. <laughs> and Bye. stop.